another production from Solid Gold Podcast. Oh, goodness me, and a very good morning, and welcome to this week's edition of SAPeople.com's podcast. With me, Melanie Walker in Johannesburg, and Jenny Baxter sitting in Antibes in France. Uh, are, you, are you feeling a bit cold? It looks like you're wearing something warm there. I know I'm a little bit chilly today. And the it's a little shining, bit hot. But it's weak. You, you're very hot right now, aren't you? Well, thank you very much, darling. I didn't expect that from you. Uh, <laughs> Always hot. Um, yeah, no, it was, um, I mean, my walks are getting earlier in the morning because it just gets too hot. And especially as we still have had no rain. And it's past <laughs> um, Paul Kruger's birthday. Um, so, you know, we haven't had rain yet. And I don't know when we're going to be getting. I know some people got excited because they had like three drops. We had oh, nothing man. at my house. Nothing at all. But anyway, you know, we're hey, watching you know what happened here last night? No, I don't. Because it wasn't reminded, the, <laughs> But it reminded <laughs> me, I, I think what we're about to go through is all our street lights were off, except for like in main places. So like in the, in the town square, the lights were on. But all our residential streets, the lights were off for the first time ever. And wow. I, I've been here for, you know, over 10 years. So I think that must be part of our kind of semi-load shedding. shedding. Yeah. And I think stay on when there's load shedding. But oh. um, load shedding, it's just messing up all the infrastructure. Let's not go into that. At least we're, I think we're back at level two from this evening or something. I'm not quite sure. Well, I think we're at level two, but only from four o'clock in the afternoon. The power goes out. The whole group gets onto the WhatsApp uh, group for the, the, the whole street and like, is everybody out? Yes. Okay. We haven't come back on. And then I go on a mission. They, they like me in my area because I mission around to find the city power people to make sure that everything's back on again. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. That's the way it goes. You know, you know what I have loved this week, but also a little bit sad is the South African humor. So, so there was something, something you just said triggered me and now I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> but, um, but, but there was a thing about potholes. Yes. That, um, I don't know if you saw the video. This, this woman and her husband are driving along a road in South Africa and, and the whole thing is dodging, dodging potholes and yeah. you see everybody driving around and it's actually quite awful. And as you know, and as some people said, it's more a tragedy than a comedy and people have lost their lives because of these potholes. Yeah. But for some people, you know, it just does help to laugh a little, avoid the potholes, don't drive too fast in those areas. And then there were two other very South African things that, that I just thought were classic this week. The, the one was a lady, we think it's in Sun City, and she's in her hotel room and there's a baboon, um, mm-hmm. eating stuff out of her kitchen. And, and she just turns to it and she goes, please go out. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the baboon promptly gets up and walks out and goes and sits on the balcony. And then, and then the other one that we posted was taken in the Kruger and it's a monkey this time. And it's just like all of us. It's trying to lift the lid of the rubbish bin. Oh, yes. I've and, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and get stuff out the bin at the same time. And the bin keeps, keeps on hitting closing. on the head. Oh, oh no. I can God. relate to that from I the point of view that, that I can't. Door. Yeah. I can't get my, my gate, my gate for my, to get my car out open because uh, there's a thing that's supposed to pull it down, but it won't stay down. And then I can't stretch <laughs> and hold this down and kick my leg. Yes. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so when there's load shedding, we go and move cars outside before we get no electricity because it's just a mission to get cars out. But I mean, yeah, it is one of those things. I mean, I think people would laugh at us, um, doing these weird things, but you know, yeah. Take a little bit of a break from it. Otherwise, you know, it's better for your mental health to be happy than to be sad. 
Exactly. And it's been a big mental health week with mm. um, Monday was World Mental Health Day. And I don't know if you saw on Sunday, we posted some stunning photos from Cape Town. It's the oldest kite festival in Africa, the Cape, Cape Town International uh, Kite Festival. Mm-hmm. And it's run to raise awareness for mental health and to raise funds for Cape Mental Health, which is an amazing organization that runs services for free. Um, and then there's a South African singer-songwriter, Majorzi. I don't know if you know yeah. him. Yeah. He just, you know, we posted the video. He just said some amazing things about, you know, how tough it's been in South Africa trying to keep these things to yourself when you're feeling down and how, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed about and seek this help. It's there for free. It's a human right. And then another one that, you know, actually I was crying reading it is mm. Chad LeClaw, you know, South Africa swimmer, the, swimmer. the golden boy, the legend and everything. He did an interview with olympics.com about the mental health issues that he's had and mm. he, he doesn't yet want to talk about it but something happened in 2020 or 2021 um, before Tokyo before the Olympics yeah. something happened to him that was even worse than his mom and dad getting cancer he says and his mental health just plummeted and he, he tried to keep it in. And he said, you know, he'd be in the shower and he'd, he'd be thinking, well, if I just died, it wouldn't really matter. And he said, you know, when he had that thought, he realized I need help because mm. friends had said to him, you seem a bit down, you need help. And, and he kept resisting because he said, you know, it's the South African way. South African men are brought up to be tough and yeah. cowboys don't cry kind of thing. Anyway, since he's sought help, his mental health is on the, you know, and it's a work in progress all the time, but he just, he could not encourage it more. So, um, it's a, it's a really a heartbreaking, but beautiful interview because it's just so honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that anybody who's got mental health issues, even if you don't know that you have them, if you just think, oh, it's just a little bit depressed, seasonal affective disorder, whatever, it is best to go and get some help. It really is. Yeah. You need to do that. Anyway, so. Mental health is the way to go. Get yourself healthy. Good mental health. Good mental health. Yeah. Good mel health. <laughs> Sorry. No, I've been like pretty, I, I mean, I can relate to, you know, people sit and think, oh, you're a sunshine girl, no issues. But over the years, man, I've been in some situations where it's just been such a battle, even just to get up in the morning. And so I've, I've worked on it and, and working on it more. So what else have we got going? Well, well, for experts around the world, great news on your passports. They are about to triple in price from the 1st of November. So, so all passports are going up in South Africa. So they currently they're 400 rand. For South Africans, they're going up to 600 rand. For people abroad, they're going up to 1,200 rand. Um, and this is because it turns out that the government has been subsidizing them all this time. And the government's just suddenly realized that anybody who can afford to travel abroad should be able to afford to pay a little bit more for their passports and not be subsidized. And 
And it turns out as well, they did a study in South Africa has a price was like a third of the average price around the world. So those are going up. Also, look out for President Ramaphosa coming to a country near you. (laughs) In the the next couple of months, he'll be visiting Egypt, Kenya, Spain. And of course, he has been invited by Prince Charles III to the UK at the end of November. King Charles. I said King Charles III. You said Prince. Oh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Thanks, Malawella. I'm glad one of us is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Prince, you're not a king. You're back a prince again. He's a prince of a man. <laughs> uh, um, so, so yeah, he'll be there. And then if you're in Germany uh, next week, uh, Chad Leclerc, who we were just talking about, and Matt Sates are going to be um, in Berlin for the FINA, FINA, I don't know how to pronounce it, FINA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the beginning of it all again. I don't know if you remember last year, Matt, at only the age of 18, yes. won the whole overall World Cup series. So he's actually been put into the Elite Eight this year along with some other swimmers from around the world. So there'll be a lot of focus on him, which is amazing at 19. And what other news can I tell you, Mel? Um, I bumped into a South African last week, or, or mm. just a couple of days ago, actually. I was walking on the Cap. So this is Cap d'Antibes, where a lot of people stayed during the Cannes Film Festival and everything. And I bumped into, randomly, into a South African. Her name's Janine. She lives in California, um, but she has a holiday home here in Antibes. And she was saying just how, out of the whole world, Cup d'Antibes makes her feel more at home than anywhere else. Really? Just because it's, yeah. So, and I don't think I've taken you on the cap. So you have to come back because it's just got a lot of similar vegetation and homes. And mm. I suppose because homes have walls as well in that particular area. And maybe that's also what reminds her. Uh, so it's like Cape Town. Yes, yes. And it is. I mean, that's what Cap means, Cape. Mm. And and it's got similar vegetation to the Cape. That You know, those white rocks around the coastline and everything. Mm. Um, but she, I just thought of a lot of expats, she raises money in the U.S. for starfish great Great Hearts Foundation. Yes. Which, if ever you're sitting anywhere in the world thinking, oh, I wish I could do something to help South Africans back home, you can host a dinner. And then, you know, everybody who comes to your dinner pays a certain amount of money, and that goes to starfish. And as they say, every single starfish that gets saved is one more getting yes. saved. So, except yes. these are actual children and not starfish. <laughs> not starfish. Because starfish don't have brains, <laughs> by the don't way. Don't they? Uh, no, apparently no. <laughs> Sounds like I, like I don't either today. So, we're um, just the starfish girls today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you be the star, I'll be the fish. Oh, Mal. Talking about us not having brains, remember last week we were talking about Andy Burkett and he had just won the World Canoe Marathon title. Mm. And you said, huh, not good enough unless he's won the doozy. Do you remember? <laughs> Has he won the doozy? <laughs> <laughs> he's not only won it, he's won it more times than anybody. Eight, <laughs> eight times in a row last year. This year he won again. He's now won it 12 times. So, um, 
He's a he, bit of a mensch, eh? <laughs> yes. And him and Bridget Hartley, who's also amazing women's mm-hmm. canoe marathoner, um, they both won the Fish River Marathon, canoe marathon this weekend. So congrats to them, and we'll never forget now, Andy is the doozy dude. <laughs> the doozy dude. <laughs> yeah. For over 30 years, we've been uncovering high-level corruption, holding crooks accountable, and meeting a few inspiring and intriguing characters along the way. Now, join us as we take a step in a new direction with Carte Blanche, the podcast. Unique stories, unique perspectives, with new episodes uploaded throughout the week, available anytime, anywhere. That's Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. And what other news have you got from expats around the world? A fantastic news for South Africa, although a lot of people aren't that happy with it, but South Africa just got elected into the United Nations Human Rights Council. So it's a... Yeah, it's it's something that, you know, different countries are elected every three years mm-hmm. and you can never mm-hmm. be elected twice, more than twice, um, yeah. so six years altogether. And, you know, they can't make decisions, but they can instigate investigations into, you know, human rights issues around the world. So it's a great privilege for South Africa to be part of it. And it's just let's hope they use it wisely. Yes, I'm sure they will. And then on the fun stuff is, um, I'm not sure if you saw, but London Underground really got in on Jeremy Loops, you know, the South African Cape Town yes. singer. He was over at, I think you would know it as the Hammersmith Odeon. Yes, but it's where I met called- Thomas Dolby and Steve Strange, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's now called Eventum Apollo. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And Jeremy played there on Thursday, I think. And London Underground the, at Hammersmith put up this fantastic sign saying, heard you got the love, you know, and you're heading to Eventum to see Jeremy, which, of course, is the name of one, his album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended it with Have a Lacquer Night. Yeah, I have a lacquer night. Interestingly, I must tell you, where we first saw him was um, he just started. It was up here in Johannesburg. My my twins were probably about five years old at the time. Okay, so about 15 years ago, 12-ish years ago. Yeah, about yeah. that. And, um, we, they used to have the Rosebank market at the mall and in the parking at the mall on a Sunday, which is still there, but not as big as it used to be. And they have performers who will come and, and do things there. And he was sitting there. There weren't that many people. I think it was in winter and he's sitting right where we were like getting something to eat. And he started with his whole thing. It was just him with all of these bits and pieces, and he started doing this, and my girls were absolutely fascinated. They went over and stood in front of him and just watched him for, I mean, he was great, and that was the first time I ever saw him play, and I'm so so proud that he's gone on so much further from playing at the Rosebank Market to the Hammersmith Odeon. I I mean, even for him, he's so proud. Like he said, you know, when London Underground recognizes you, you know you've made it. And he said that, 
that the first time he went to London, he played mm. for 34 people, including himself, his manager, and, and the barman. And his family. <laughs> and he said he rode past, he cycled past the, the Odeon then and thought, mm. wow, imagine being one of those people who cycles past, yeah, who plays here. And last week, he went with some very special people in his life um, and cycled past again. To just go, you know, wow, gratitude. I am one of those people now. It, well, I mean, I, I'm thinking about the bands that I saw playing at the Hammersmith Odeon, it was including Weather Report, which was great. Saw Kenny G's first performance in England. That was, Amazing. that was quite bizarre because I mean, I wasn't there to see Kenny G. Um, it was him, Dave Valentin, Angela Bofill, and then the person who I went to go and see, of course, was Stanley Clark, the great bass player. So some of the, I mean, there's been some incredibly huge names playing there. Yeah. And I also saw Santana, I think, there. I know, I, I think I, I went to sleep during. Yes, and I went to sleep. Remember, I went to sleep during one of the, the guitar solos. <laughs> it yes. was very long. <laughs> so, I, I mean, so that's like esteemed company to be actually performing in a place like that. Oh, totally, totally. And on the South African front, I once went there and went backstage because it was Mango Groove. So, we had a party oh. backstage, which was divine. Well, Mango Groove played this weekend in Zimbabwe. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Claire must have loved that. Well, they almost Yeah, have she loved did. That, She's but... put it all over Facebook. I mean, you was actually just uh, going... Go and have a look on the Facebook page and put it up onto SA People for the people that love Mango Groove. I will. I will. Thank you. Let me write that down. Oh, and on that note as well, Elemental have just announced that they're going to be playing a couple of gigs down in Cape Town, I think, in November. The actual band. So Herman, the drummer, is coming out from Germany. Okay, he's coming out. Um, Adrian Levi is going to go back onto bass as well. He lives still in Johannesburg, but, uh, the whole, the actual band is going to be together again, not just Tim and Heather, which and is really lovely. Divine. And, and talking bands, did you see the brilliant foreigner concert in Pretoria this week? Uh, okay. So that's interesting <laughs> yeah. because I only found out about it the day after they'd played. No, you've got to read essay people more often. Yeah. I'm, I'm really upset. Well, you should get our newsletter. Concert. Get our newsletter and then you'll always know what's going on. How do I get your newsletter, Jenny? <laughs> Go <laughs> onto the website and fill in the form or send me a personal email. Um, okay. But, but, but <laughs> Mal, yeah, apparently Benji was there, Benji Moody, who's been on our podcast yes. before um, and is the music maestro of South Africa. And he said it was just amazing. They belted out those hits so professionally, he said, just to have that class again, you know. Mm. Um, and then I think one of the most beautiful things of the concert is that St. John's College Choir was uh, live on stage with Foreigner. So, oh, you know, how inspiring is that for the kids? So That's really, really cool. Yeah. Very, very I'm, cool. I'm really sad that I missed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've been busy. I've been busy sorting out people's, you know, electricity issues and um, <laughs> trying to stop people from watering their gardens during the day because we're in level two water restrictions and you know, all of that <gasps> kind of stuff. But I mean, yeah, it's a <gasps> policewoman. <laughs> Did you see the cutout policeman down in, yes. in Plyburg? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've since done research, and there are cutout policemen all over the world now, and they really make a difference. Apparently, a, a, apart from like in Bloberg, it's to make traffic slow down because they think there's a policeman filming them but over in Canada I think or, or the US they also use them in shops because they put a policeman in the window and then the kids are too scared to go in and steal stuff yeah 
So. But there's only one one thing wrong with the one down in Bloberg. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody an umlungu actually manning a speed trap for you, years. You have not? Because some people no. said they have. I haven't, not for years, uh, but maybe in the Cape it's different. Because I did notice, I mean, it's awful that it should even be noticed, you know, the, the color of people's mm. skins who are doing certain jobs. But um, I noticed with the photo, all the photographs recently of all those guns that were, all those rifles that were found um, mm. from the illegal miners. There was a, it was a very mixed um, bunch of people, yeah. Bunch of police, yeah, yeah, and and a lot more white people than I thought. You know, I had been Would made have expected, to believe, yeah, yeah. yeah but okay. yeah, it is interesting. Um, I don't know why they chose chose him because because I think you can send off who you want because he had a South African uniform on, and, yes. and the other yeah. cutouts in the other countries have their local. Colors Uniforms on. as well. Yeah. yeah. And was there a metro? They must have a, a cut out of a, a metro van as well because it's the metro police that are the ones that are doing that. And, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually they've got to be hiding behind a bush. I'm oh, talking about bushes. <laughs> I know. Sheesh. I that mean, with was the, the giveaway for most people is they said that we yeah. know it's not real because you he's can not see hiding. him. Yeah. He's, he's not <laughs> hiding. Yeah. Um, you know, tell you what, at the moment, I, I know that so many people here in Johannesburg are really battling with, um, Allergies with everything being in flower. I mean, the smell of Johannesburg at the moment, even though we haven't had any rain, it's just been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you're walking underneath the syringas, although they're just going over, but that's one of the biggest allergy triggers. The star jasmines coming out madly. Oh, the fever trees are smelling divine as well. That honey scent. I mean, for those of you who, that is the smell of the bush felt, the smell of the acacia flowers. Sorry, mm. we're not allowed to call them acacias. They, um, <laughs> what can we say? Um, Vachelias or former acacias. Yeah. Well, we call them acacias. What the hell? Um, but the jacarandas, interestingly, also now out in full color. So if yeah. people haven't been studying by now, well, they've left it way too late for the <laughs> trick. Um, and the jacarandas are starting to look absolutely wonderful. But I saw you had a picture there. Um, and I was looking and thinking, <laughs> how do they get such a clear picture? Because the air in Johannesburg is like kind of fuzzy. So I look and I think, Oh, I'd love to take a picture of that. But the air hasn't got that nice quality to it. There's no sharpness. It feels like. Fuzzy. Blurry. Ah, like that person in who is always out of focus in Woody Allen's movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but so why is it fuzzy? Is is that a pollution or a climate or a- it, because the air yeah the air's got lots of dust in it and there's it's just yeah a lot of pollution so um, it isn't as sharp so there must have been a lot of photoshopping going on with that picture that she had. Because we more today. I mean she had there were it was a beautiful pinky purpley hue she hmm. had given to it because you could see the clouds and the sky were all. Pink and yeah. purple as well. But we've got a, a lot on today as well because you cannot believe the demand. The more we put on, the more requests we get. Like, please what, post for more. Pictures of Jack Randa. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I think they just connect everybody with, with home. But, but the ones we've put on today have not been photoshopped. The air mm. looks pretty clear. They were taken two or three days ago. There's a lot. Yeah, Look and see. I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. Okay. okay I'll go okay. down my, my, the, my favorite <laughs> jacaranda road. road in London, the hazy road in London, and you'll see the Charlotte Matrike, um, hospital in the background. Okay. That's a road that I go down, but it does, it just looks kind of like, yeah, <laughs> and it's not my eyes. 
Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Just could be. All right. So what else have we got that uh, has come across your desk? Well, of the photos, of the photos Andrea Ben took, um, you know, she takes a lot of the photos for us. And mm-hmm. she got a stunning photo of the moon behind a tree. Um, so you could see it through the branches, whatever. Yes. And, you know, there's pretty big news. People have known it for a while, but but. Uh, study just got published this week, so it's making news around the world, that the moon's actually drifting away from us, from from planet mm. Earth, by about 3.8 centimeters a year. And it's and it's been doing so for two and a half billion years, just slowly drifting away. It's just slowly drifting out yeah. into space. I saw yes. a BBC okay. article from about 10 years ago where they said it was to do with the the tides of the ocean. Mm-hmm. But in this latest article, they, they mentioned about how they can see it all by these rocks, and some of the rocks are actually in South Africa, in, in near Tukuruman. It's sort of mm-hmm. this, these iron-laden rocks, and and that's how they can tell how far the moon is moving. Oh, okay, Be- okay, because that's it interesting. The I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've also got the you've got a video of dolphins forcing a great white shark out. Um, yeah, I saw that. Somebody else had sent that to me as well, and I was like, are they looking after the shark because there's maybe some orcas coming around that might, might want to eat its liver? No. <laughs> or are they just no. hassling it? <laughs> no, they're hassling it. Apparently, dolphins often do hassle sharks. Apparently, a dolphin snout is really strong like a bone. Mm. It's bone. Mm. Um, mm. And then they hit the underside of the shark. That, which is a yeah. so, soft sort of underbelly. No, but there was a shark attack, a, a terrible fatal shark attack, uh, two weeks ago in Plettenberg Bay. In place as well. And this That's was the second in the, one, yeah. Yeah, and this was in the same area, and these dolphins were, were moving the shark away. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of documented stories about dolphins yeah. doing this. I think they eat the same food, and so mm. it's just a way of saying, oi, out of here, mate, this is yeah. our spot. Not necessarily protecting humans, yeah. No. Okay, and and this judge in Makanda? Oh, I just thought for something a little different. Um, Mm. Quite interesting to see, you know, there have been a lot of attacks since 2015 on um, Cape, um, the the long-distance bus. Yes. Uh, I've forgotten what he's called. But Johan Ferreira, I think, is the, is the CEO of, mm-hmm. of that bus company. Um, they have been attacked so many times since 2015. A, a driver was even murdered. They've been uh, bribed to go different ways, to drop their prices, all these kind of things. They've mm-hmm. opened 150 criminal cases, and they have just been ignored, ignored, ignored. And finally, this judge in Makanda. So, you know, last week we were talking about, you know, what can you do? This mm. CEO just did not give up. And finally, a judge last week said that the transport minister has to make it safer. It's like he's been yeah. ordered to make it safer. And him and mm. and the MEC, not that I know what an MEC is. They s- uh, MEC is the person who kind of oversees a specific portfolio. Okay. Okay. A minister of something or the other. Okay. <laughs> it's a Groot Corp. That's the person. Right. Okay. 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 I wonder what we used to call them because I really don't like MEC. Anyway, um, they have to come up with an action plan by the end of the month. I think it's called Intercape, perhaps the bus. The Intercape, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have to come up with an action plan to make it safer for Intercape to run. 
which is okay. just brilliant. Okay, and quickly before we, we um, see what's coming up on the show next week, or not on the show, on the website <laughs> next week, what have we got in the form of entertainment which people can watch overseas which has anything to do with South Africa? Expiry date. It is a wonderful rom-com, romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. It's in Zulu but with English subtitles and um, it's about two brothers who date various women, you know, and until they reach their expiry date, until they actually fall in love. There's that. Then if you're in South Africa, and this is only for South Africans, Showmax Pro Sports Plan has been reduced mm-hmm. um to only 349, so it's a 22% reduction. Uh, now's your time to get in in advance of, of the World Cup that's coming up in Qatar later this year, n- next World, month. World Cup of what? Football. Oh, okay. I don't follow football. You know that. I like <laughs> okay. rugby. I don't do, I don't do soccer. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And then coming up, coming up next week. Yes. What have you got next week? It's something really exciting for any South Africans. Well, yeah, coming up hopefully later today. For any South Africans in the United States or Canada, if you have a child who's between the ages of I think 15 and 25, check the details on sapeople.com. Between Mm -hmm. 15 and 25, who was born there in America or Canada mm. and has a parent or grandparent who is from South Africa. There's a TV show who wants to send you back to South Africa to reunite with your culture, your family. It's, it's a, you know, a trip of a lifetime. All expenses paid. They will be filming you and it'll be for this TV show. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. What's it called? The TV show is called How I Got Here, and it's their okay. second season. So they've already got people from other countries, and they really are looking for a South African story. They took their clue, their cue, should I say, from Lewis Hamilton when he came out to come and find his roots. I know that's what has happened. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite racing driver, not. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay, Jenny, well, that's all of the, that's not all of the stuff that we've got on, on sapeople.com. So do go along and check it out. And don't forget to send in your good news stories or your fantastic pictures. We love seeing what's happening. I'm sure the people around the world would love to see what's happening back home as well. And if you're, of course, overseas, then you can do the same. Say, hey, we're having a lekker braai in the snow. <laughs> Jenny, we'll catch up with you again next week. Take good care. And to the rest of you, you know, just keep on smiling, guys. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. Au revoir. Bye. Au revoir. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.